0: A lonely house. I didn't have much to bring with me to the house. I'd sold most of my parents' furniture when they died three years earlier, but I had a bed and a couple of armchairs, and I was happy to take my time finding the rest. I'd spent all my savings buying the house and making it watertight. The place was bare, but the smell of rotten damp had gone. There was a workable kitchen where the bare wires had been. And best of all, it was mine. For the first few weeks, all was quiet. I took a series of part-time office jobs to keep myself going and studied in the afternoons and evenings. I've never been someone who particularly likes company. I enjoyed the isolation. It was at the tail end of February that the strangeness began. I'd stayed late working at the library and it was dark as I unlocked the front door and kicked off my shoes. I didn't bother taking off my coat. It was only marginally warmer inside the house than out and I knew from experience that it was better to keep it on until I had a fire going. I picked a handful of kindling from the basket by the door and marched into the kitchen ready to do battle with firelighters and matches. There, sprawled by the empty grate, was an enormous animal. A dog. It was recognisably a dog. But what kind of a dog, I wouldn't like to say. There might have been a touch of Great Dane in his domed forehead and long legs, some English setter in his red and gold coat. But the muscular haunches, the huge pads of his feet, the sheer outlandish size of him, I'd never seen anything like it. As I hesitated, he raised a lazy ear, unwound his long body, hauled himself up on four enormous legs and padded slowly towards me. His head was almost on a level with mine, but there was nothing threatening in his approach and I didn't feel the remotest bit scared. As he reached me, he simply lowered his head and licked my hand. I petted him for a while. Then I walked over to check the back doors. No, I hadn't forgotten to lock them. Next, I checked the rest of the downstairs windows while he padded gently behind me. They were all fastened. Well, it was odd. But there had to be some sensible explanation. And however the dog had got into the house... He'd been in long enough to work out where dinner was, and now stood, nose pointed towards the larder door, eyebrow cocked hopefully. I lit the fire, and we shared leftovers. Two weeks later, when the police could find no one to claim him, I found I couldn't bear to send him away. OK, Max, I said, as I sat with his great head in my lap, his body leaning heavily against the chair. It looks like it's me and you now. In retrospect, of course, I see, I should have been more alert. But at the time, I simply registered Max's sudden appearance inside the house as a small mystery and got on with my life. A month later, the cat arrived.